Welcome back, my loves, to the Inspired Babes Let's Chat podcast. So today is episode 39, and I have a guest, Alex Paulos, on. And Alex Paulos is a freaking relationship expert. What the hell? Dude, you guys, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> so Alex is an expert at reading personalities. He's an author. He's a consultant, and he's a co-founder of Inner Shift. He has a master's in psychology and has created a new, unique, intuitive scientific approach to understanding people's inborn personality types and personality dynamics within. And it is the most fascinating thing ever. I, I didn't even know this existed on this level, right? I mean, I've heard of personality tests that you can take online, and I've even taken tests online, and but the accuracy rate isn't super high, right? So I actually had Alex um, do a session with me, and he kind of asked what I wanted to kind of get out of the session, and he, you know, listed a few things, and I picked it understand. I picked understanding myself because I feel that mastering ourselves is key, right? Because if we don't even know ourselves, how are we supposed to go for what we want in life and actually feel fulfilled, right? Um, and also future relationships and matchmaking. So he basically can look at you and describe what type of personality you are by your looks. And he also knows by your personality type what, man, what men or women you, you will attract or you have attracted. And I had he actually had me send him a picture of a guy that I had dated in the past. And oh my hell, he described him to a T. And I was blown away. I'm like, oh my hell, you're also describing my ex-husband. You're describing all these men that I keep attracting. And no wonder why it's not working. We're not compatible. And so hearing that was really cool because now it's kind of like I get to rewire my brain as far as my dating goes and what I'm attracting and what I'm wanting because I really am looking for compatibility, which I think most people are in this world, right? <laughs> so we want a relationship that's flowing and that's working. Um, and there's so much more, right, to a relationship. But it was fascinating hearing all the things about myself and about the men I've attracted. And I loved it so much. So my friend Troy actually introduced me to, to him and um, about a month and a half ago. So we've had this scheduled for quite some time. So it was an honor to have him here and share all his knowledge with you. So just, you know, buckle up because this is amazing. And also if you guys would Share this when you're done on your Instagram stories or your Facebook stories, and you can tag me um, on my Instagram. It's Micah J. Bruin. Um, same, same with Facebook, Micah Bruin. And I will repost it and reshare it. And also, if you'd go over to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating and write a written review, I would love it so much. So here we go, you guys. All right, let's chat health tips. So I'm sure a lot of you have sent your kids to school and there's also a ton that are homeschooling due to all the guidelines that 
just districts have because of COVID, right? No matter what you have chosen is perfect for you. And also this kids line that I'm going to talk about is perfect either way, right? So whether you're a experienced practitioner or new to essential oils, the doTERRA kids collection is the complete and ready-made whole body essential oil toolbox designed to empower you, right? And they're formulated specifically for developing minds, bodies, and emotions. These essential oil blends, uh, they feature unique combinations, therapeutically balanced to provide powerful benefits while being gently or gentle on the delicate skin. So it comes with seven unique blends, uh, also seven silicone toppers to go on top of the roller ball or the, yeah, the roller ball. And then you can actually, um, hook it to the backpack so they can take them to school. And then it comes with instructional flashcards. So you know exactly what to use and how to use them and a really cute carrying case, um, to put the oils in. So be sure to go over to my Instagram, Micah J Bruin and go check that out. And you can just click on the kids oil collection and read more about all the seven essential oils that come in the kit. You guys, I am so excited. We have Alex Paulos here. Did I say it right? Yeah, you did. I did. <laughs> and I'm so excited to have you here. I it is such an honor to have you be here today. I'm so excited to be here. I yes, I cannot wait. And he, Alex is a personality expert, and he's going to share all the things about what he does. And I am so excited. We just have had the coolest conversation. I think for the past what half hour hour. Yeah. And I got to hear everything that you do for a living and I'm so fascinated and I know these listeners are going to gain some really incredible insights around this. So I'm excited. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. So (laughs) let's talk about it. Let's go into this. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I tell people that I'm a personality expert. I understand people's personalities to a deep level. Most people, they'll take a personality test and You'll take the Myers-Briggs, the Kiersey Sorter, Enneagram, Strengths Finder, all those, and then uh, they they get a result. And most people don't realize that they're actually getting what they think they are rather than what they are most of the time. So I discovered a way to know about people's personalities without a personality test. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you like nailed mine to a T. Like, and we just met. I know. I'm like, holy shit. How did you know all that (laughs) stuff about me? You're amazing. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I became obsessed with uh, personality typology a number of years ago. Uh, And since then, I've honed my craft and I tell people that I can type people's personalities just by just looking at them. It's like instantaneous and it has to do with looking at their eyes, their facial structure, the body type, the way that they move. And when I figured this out, it kind of blew my mind of the possibilities because there's so many implications in regards to personal and professional relationships. And I'm so excited to talk about it today. Um, I've been on a few other podcasts, but I'm so excited for this one because uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> some things that I'm, I'm really excited about, and that's relationships and uh, more about you more about the listener, people who are listening, you're going to learn more about yourself and learn maybe some things you've never heard of. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. 
<laughs> so in regards to relationships, I found that a lot of people, what they're looking for in the market isn't necessarily available. So they're looking and searching for either a soulmate or the one or a one, yeah. you know, someone that they could spend their life with. But most of the time, what they want isn't necessarily out there. And what I'll do is I'll talk to people about what they want. I'll talk about what is often good for them and most compatible with them in the long term, and then what they often can handle in a relationship. And before I go into that, I'll kind of tell them about their personality and I'll give them a little bit about my matchmaking theory. And part of the matchmaking theory is based upon genetics. So I found that some of the most compatible people are most compatible genetically. Um, for example, if someone is naturally more conscientious, clean, and orderly, they have a harder time with someone who's messy, disorganized, yeah. <laughs> having a hard time, right? So true. So, you know, that is genetically based. And some people would say, well, how, how is that genetically based? Like, is that's really choice. Well, there's two elements to it because you have an upbringing you know, your parents teach you things, but yeah. you also come into this world with an inborn personality. And that inborn personality has preferences. So even at a young age, you'll see some kids that are really smiling and bubbly. And if you say goo goo gaga to them, they're like excited. Then other kids, you do the same thing to them and they're colicky and they're crying and you just, you <laughs> what's can't, happening? Yeah, what's happening? Like, <laughs> stop looking at me, you know? <laughs> and so just from birth, like from conception, we're born with some traits that stay with us for a long time. Now, of course, we can change aspects of ourselves. We can get smarter. We can uh, have a better character. So you can come from a bad background, but then you can improve. But there's some things about us that are really difficult to change. For example, like eye color. If you're born with blue eyes, it's very difficult to change to have a different color. Right. And it's genetically based, right? Yeah. Now, some people will tell me, I can change it because I've got these contacts. I can put in these colored contacts. Yeah. Are you really changing it or you right. know, you're just putting on a facade, right? <laughs> right? And so there are some things about us that are really difficult to change. And I discovered some of those things. And I've connected it to what is known as the phenotype or the physical representation of the genes. So phenotype is your appearance, your movement, just the physical patterns. And there are probably some listeners that will go, well, you can't really judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some truth to that. I won't know uh, some things about people, but there are some things I do discover. Mm -hmm. And from our conversation before we talked, uh, tell me some of the things that uh, stood out to you that made you excited about the possibility of this being something that, you know, you're interested in relationships. And I'm so fascinated with human beings. I'm fascinated with getting in people's worlds. And this is like a whole nother like level of that a whole nother level of understanding human beings and why we are the way we are, why we attract what we attract, why we do what we do. So that's like, you know, what pulled me to you. So yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, some people they'll call me Hitch, oh. partly because my name is Alex and that show Hitch, you know, <laughs> yes. and, and uh, I like kind of playing matchmaker based upon my my theories. And a lot of people 
won't exactly know how to date and they often don't necessarily know what to look for. They often know what to not look for. They're like, I know I don't want him to be this way or her to be this way. But unless you kind of have an idea of what is good for you in the long run Mm -hmm. and have an idea of what it looks like, what the person will look like, Mm -hmm. you're kind of shooting in the dark. Mm -hmm. And so people have heard of speed dating. Now, speed dating is like something you like talk to someone for like eight minutes and you can learn a lot and kind of figure out if you want to date that person. What I often do with people, I call super speed dating. (laughs) So you can know traits about a person before you even meet them. And that's based upon the things that I've learned about the connection between genetics and people's appearance. And so if you were able to look through the different dating sites and dating apps and look through the different photos and kind of know things beyond what they even tell you Mm -hmm. that gives you a competitive advantage in the dating world and so that's why a lot of people come to me you know so they're so excited to um to learn more about what kind of types would work for them what they look like and then and then they they can have a better experience yeah could you imagine, like, you've been single before. I have. <laughs> and being in the single world, there's a lot of single people. And I think that everybody wants to be with somebody. And I think that if we did it this way, holy shit, could you imagine that people would be, like, with their right partners? Like, yeah. they would. You got it. It would make a big difference. Yeah. So in regards yeah. to, like, divorce, it's, like, 50%. So, like, one out of every two. And if I could change that in, in any way, like imagine even like drastically changing it. Mm. And what I found is, is that a lot of times, um, women will get married at the right time, but not necessarily to the right guy. Exactly. Oh, that's so true. (laughs) And then sometimes women will want the guy to be ready more than, more than he is. Like a lot of guys will put off certain things because, uh, they, they often want to get married when they feel ready. And it's, this isn't fully my material. This is uh, Alison Armstrong. So if you've ever read any Alison Armstrong, she talks about like the amazing development of, of men and understanding women. And when I kind of read her material, it opened my eyes to kind of more about dating and more about uh, the, the different sexes. And so there's different stages of development. And in Alison Armstrong's system, she says that men are either pages, knights, princes, or kings. Mm. And each of them have a certain developmental level. And you can guess what most women would probably want. Most, (laughs) what would you guess? Which stage do you think that most women would want? Probably. Did you say king? King. Yeah. Yeah, They often want the king. Now, how many kings are there out there? Not that many, right? (laughs) Exactly. So that's one of the reasons why women are often disappointed. They're like looking for kings on dating apps, dating yeah. sites, <laughs> and they're finding a lot of pages and nights and they're like, yeah, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that you would guess that a lot of men would be looking for queens, but they're not. Huh, why is that? Well, the reason why is because they don't necessarily want uh, a woman that is above them. Mm. And it's not always something that they desire. And women don't always want a man that is below them either. So it's not just one way. It goes both ways. And so that's the first thing that I often look at is what developmental level do you want in a mate? Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes it gets overlooked. So they'll be like, well, I want all these qualities. I want them to be nice. I want them to be funny. I want them to be right. you know, confident. Yeah. They don't often say, I want them to be at a certain level developmentally. <laughs> Which is bizarre to me. Yeah. Because that's where I'm at. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm looking for that. But it's most people, it's like surface. Like you just little things. And they yeah. get into it and they're like, wait, there's all these things missing. You got right? it. And the other thing too about that is I call it my... Frankenstein's monster theory. Okay. They'll take different pieces of people and sew them together and say, this is what I want. They'll have their list. Everybody pretty much has a list yeah. of the qualities that they want. And I tell them, you actually want something that doesn't exist. Like if, for example, they say, I want a guy who is really funny and spontaneous, but is on top of things. And is just so good at getting things done. And it's like the chances of those being together are slim because yeah. one, um, leans towards one or the other like a person leans towards one or the other so you can't you can't be highly conscientious and highly spontaneous at the same time mm. that's like trying to swim up and downstream at the same time or trying to straddle two horses going in opposite directions and staying alive right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's not how it works yeah. and so what i help people to see is is what what humans are like because what i'll i'll say to a lot of women is is that what you want in a guy is actually like a superhero or like a Thor. Now, tons yeah. of women, they want Chris Hemsworth and Thor, right? Yes, you know? Right, <laughs> exactly. And so uh, they will they'll say these things that are not working together. Mm -hmm. So another one is, is that I want them to be so tenderhearted but tough-minded, you know? Wow. Those are opposites. And then they're like, oh, I want them to be able to talk so deeply but yet be in the moment with me all the time. Mm -hmm. So those don't work together. Right. And, and when you understand that everybody has all these personality traits within them and some of them are major, some of them are minor. And if you say that you want it all, that's like really hard. Like yeah. the, like the perfect guy. I mean, of course, a lot of women would want the perfect guy and, and men would want, of course, the perfect girl. Yeah. But what that looks like on paper yeah. is different than in real life. <laughs> yeah. So what I tell people is is that you got to kind of understand what you want first and then figure out how that works with you so in the same way that you would think about like a chemist and how they understand elements there's some elements that are stable and some elements are unstable right and you put certain elements together it could be explosive oh or it could be <laughs> you know stable right and so uh i'll ask them a series of questions like do you want someone who's more mysterious or someone who's more talkative. And most of the time people would say, I want both. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course you want both. Yeah. Okay. But it's not about the person wouldn't have both traits. It's just yeah. one is going to be major and one is going to be minor. So you got to think of what major trait would you want? Mm. Because with that will be a minor trait. So it kind of comes with it. It goes with the territory. Yeah. So if there's someone who's highly conscientious, that means there's a side of them that's going to be spontaneous, but it has to come out uh, not naturally. It's like mm -hmm. through context or a situation, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Or if someone is so deep, they're just blowing your mind with philosophies. That's their natural way of being. But to be like conscientious and, and really in the moment uh, and really about the now, they have to change based upon context. So mm -hmm. if, if you were to think about um, these dualities, you have to decide which side of the duality you want more of.
And then it turns into an actual human. (laughs) So if you want to date a human, (laughs) you have to think about things in terms of a minor or a major trait. So back to these questions that I'd ask, I'd also ask them whether or not they want to have their emotional needs met more or their monetary needs met because a lot of people are either one or the other. They're often someone who's really tenderhearted and sometimes can be more sensitive than you or they're a workhorse and you have to pull out the emotions, right? Mm, so yes. almost always I'll, I'll ask women what they want and they'll, they'll say, I want a guy that uh, meets my emotional needs. However, if you were to, to guess when women get married, which one do they drop when they actually choose a mate? Mm. It's actually that they will drop getting their emotional needs met. They'd rather have their monetary needs met. Yeah, yeah. But both are necessary, right? Right, yeah. So a lot of uh, people, they will think that they're going to get both, but you can't have it in large amounts on both sides of the coin. Then I'd also ask whether or not they want like a conscientious person versus a more spontaneous. And if I ask most women, they almost always say they want a conscientious guy who's on top of things. However, what goes with that is someone that is really opinionated, straightforward, and can be more critical. And so I kind of jokingly say to people, I say, well, what, what kind of job would you want them to have? And they say, oh, I want like a lawyer. And then they marry them and they're surprised that they're arguing. Yeah. Right? What the hell? <laughs> and so the, it goes with the territory. If someone really likes to um, debate or argue or uh, make a case, there's something about their personality. And so if you're like wanting to be this biggest sweetheart, sure, there's some lawyers and attorneys that are that way. But for the majority uh, of people in that, that um, industry, a lot of them are more linear, concrete thinking, and they have to be to be able to do all those things. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I'll ask those questions to help them to figure out what they want in a mate. And then next, I help them to see the compatibility. So I have a system based upon seasons. Hmm. People fit either in a season or in between a season with their age, with their inborn personality, and their relationship. So people who are babies, they're spring. People who are teenagers are summer. People who are adults are autumn. And people who are in the golden years are winter with their age. So everyone who's probably listening to this is is in the autumn stage, which is the time to get to work. You harvest. That's what farmers do. And so they're thinking about all the things they need to do, get, you know, the things they need to get done. Yeah. Next is all these seasons in regards to inborn personalities. So you either fit in a season or in between a season. So I say, first of all, to men and women, do you want someone that's going to be more feminine or masculine or half and half? And they'd be like, I've never thought about that before. Yeah, I like, would want half and half. Yeah, there you yeah. go. So you're like, of course, I want the blend of the two. Yes, right? yeah. Uh, but there's some people that they'll say, well, I don't want someone who will ever like criticize me. I want someone who's spontaneous, kind of more fun-loving, more intuitive. Well, that's a feminine personality. Right. Right. Whether it's a guy or a girl. Mm-hmm. And that usually fits in the category of spring or summer. So the summer... Spring and summer seasons are feminine. Mm-hmm. The masculine seasons are autumn and winter. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking I want half and half, there's two different types that are half and half. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be in between winter and spring and summer and autumn. 
those are the only half and halves. Every other type is going to be more feminine or more masculine. So one thing that's crazy is it often correlates with even your politics. Mm -hmm. So if you think about someone who's bleeding heart, is that going to be more someone who is more feminine or masculine? And I'm not saying male or female. I'm just saying feminine or masculine. Mm -hmm. Someone who's a bleeding heart is going to be more feminine. Right whether they're a guy or a girl. So feminine means more intuitive. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more nonlinear. Someone who's going to look outside the box. They're not just going to be looking inside the box. Mm -hmm. So what masculine means is more linear, concrete thinking, objective, consistent. All those are masculine traits, not because I made that up. That's yeah. with the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. You look up yin yang, yin traits are feminine, yang traits are masculine. Right. So I'll ask them, do you want masculine, feminine, or half and half? And then I'll see if it really fits. Okay. Mm. So if they're someone who wants half and half, I'll say the options that are half and half. But if they say, I want a masculine guy. Okay. Now you're, you're going to understand that the autumn types are highly masculine. They're oh, in the now, okay. concrete thinking, mm -hmm. objective, straightforward impersonal. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about who these people are like, well, these are business people. These are on Wall Street. They're CEOs, yeah. doctors, lawyers. They get stuff done and they mm -hmm. take care of business, mm -hmm. right? right? So they're highly sought after. Mm -hmm. However, a lot of times if they haven't learned bedside manner or they have mm -hmm. not learned how to communicate in a way that's um, outside of being like a bull in a china shop, they'll be too insensitive. Mm -hmm. They'll be too straightforward. They'll be too opinionated. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Then for winter types, they have this masculine quality because uh, winter types are objective. They're dry. And then also winter has a bite to it. They have this sharpness to them. And then they're deep thinkers. So winter is a time for you to reflect. So a farmer will reflect in wintertime. Mm -hmm. They'll also store up grain. That's like storing up knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so these people are obsessed with knowledge and they're very scientific minded yeah. and they're pessimistic by nature. Mm -hmm. They're the opposite of summer. What's summer? An optimist. Mm -hmm. Sun is shining. It's nice. It's pleasant. They're more nurturing. Mm -hmm. So the opposite has to be a more cold, calculating, scientific, value-free, <laughs> chili logic type of a person. Right. So if you're like, well, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> right. I know. Right. Oh. So then you, you have to really take a look at all these things. So I'll kind of go over a little bit of the spring and summer because I missed out on those. And then uh, I'll kind of explain what to look for if you're looking for a mate or if you're looking to communicate better with your mate if you already have one. Because yes. I love helping people with communication mm -hmm. in relationships or if you're wanting to understand them. So mm -hmm. Spring types, they're going to be very um, theoretical, deep, but tenderhearted mm -hmm. and spontaneous types. So these are the types that often become like hippies and they just want to um, do whatever they want, whenever they want and talk about ideas, go really deep, enjoy things on a very esoteric, mystical, magical uh, level. And so they're always um, trying to create worlds and they're idea people. So you find them in jobs where they get to create ideas or they're poets or writers yeah. in drama, they're acting or playwrights. Okay. Then you've got summer types and these are types that um, are more in the now and they're more tenderhearted, spontaneous and fun. So they love the five senses and they want to go from thing to thing, enjoy their life. 
ignite passions within people, be happy, spread the love, help people to live the best lives that they can live. And they want to experience everything that the world has to offer. So if you want that type of a person, it correlates with summer because the weather is nice. They often are pleasant, optimistic people. So if you kind of have an idea of which one of those seasons that you want, you then have a better idea of what would work. However, that's not where I leave it. I say, well, I have a, a theory behind matchmaking. And that is, is that if you are a summer type and yet you want a winter spring type, you're going to have to learn how to communicate with them and they're going to have to learn to communicate with you. Yeah. So there's some of the opposites and you've heard of the phrase opposites attract, yep. right? But they also detract. (laughs) And so you can either be compatible or combatible, right? Mm. So it all depends on really what you'd understand. So if you're really attracted to uh, a type that is a winter spring, but yet you're a summer type, chances are they're going to forever be analyzing things and they'll be negative about things because they want to get to the bottom of things. They don't just want to make everything summer and be thinking about unicorns, fluffy bunnies, and rainbows. <laughs> Why <laughs> no. not? No, <laughs> yeah. They are pretty serious yeah. and they um, will sound like they're taking everything apart because their brains tell them to find the flaws and revolutionize. And you can't revolutionize unless you find flaws in things. So if you're in a relationship with that person and you're like, well, I'm so attracted to them physically and yet our communication is terrible. You either have to learn how to communicate with them or you should choose someone else. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) Right. So people who are full-on summer types and people that I would call the summer solstice, and that's the the day that has, you know, the most sunshine or not necessarily the most sunshine. It's like the longest day of the year. Uh, They are just so bright, bubbly, fun, excitable, want to have everything work out and everything to be serendipitous. But if you're either dating, married to, or have as a partner, someone who's winter or part winter, you're going to forever be saying, no, well, let's look at it this way. Why are you looking down on that person and give them the benefit of the doubt? Because they're always looking for the good in people. It's not that winter types are looking for the bad in all people, but they want to figure out how to improve things. So they want to talk about how things are wrong with the world. But summer types often want to talk about what's good in the world, (laughs) what you can have. Okay. So once I help him to see that these types exist, then they go, oh, I had no idea. I have to choose one. Yeah. And, and so, that, yeah, you do have to choose one. And then once you choose one, you have to know what they look like. Right? So that's one thing that's really cool. So I will help people to know what a spring type looks like. Oh, really? What, yeah. What a, cool. what a summer type looks like. Yeah. What a autumn type looks like and a winter type. And once you know what they look like, then you can do the super speed dating. Yes. That'd be amazing. So people who figure out what they want and what that type looks like, they can then be someone who's got a competitive advantage in Mm -hmm. dating. And a lot of people are looking for that kind of competitive advantage. And so they'll be looking at certain sites that will have personality tests. So there are Mm -hmm. certain personality um, principles that are incorporated in, in, uh, dating sites. Mm -hmm. And currently I've been working on the, the possibility of creating my own dating app. 
So, cool. so we'll see how oh, that goes, but uh, yeah, this will be genius. Just, just so you know, we've already touched on this, but yeah. I'm just telling the listeners like, holy shit, this will be fire. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited about the possibility. We're figuring out how to make it happen in a saturated market, but we have some things that we would, we would think be very popular and, and uh, people would love because there needs to be a change in my opinion, in regards to, yeah. to dating apps and dating sites. And so there's a lot of good ones out there, but they don't have necessarily the high level of um, compatibility analysis that, that I do. So it's not like I have a monopoly on it or that there's other people that don't have knowledge. It's just there's something that I discovered that you can recognize quicker than you would taking like a test or like filling out a survey. And, and so when people experience the magic, they get really excited about the possibility. So, I mean, imagine a dating site where you give a photo, you tell a little bit about yourself, and then it matches you with people that are more compatible than other sites. And then you understand actually the theory behind dating instead of just taking people's word for it and then going on a date, it just there'd be more of an understanding. So I want to have like an education aspect of dating because most people go into dating just blind. Oh yeah. And it's hard to date, especially right now, even though dating sites actually are blowing up, like tons of people are doing online dating. Yeah. They're, they're spending that time. Cause like, I mean, number one, they're at home and then it's like, I want to have some love or I want, you know, (laughs) people to pay attention to me or I'm tired of this because a lot of extroverts are finding new ways in which they can feel like they can get out now. Um, yeah, most people when they date, they just kind of have their list of things that they, they want in a person and they kind of go to these dating sites with that. But what I found is that most of the time people just, have an idea of what they don't want. And then the things that they want, those aren't necessarily things that you should necessarily look for. For example, um, a lot of people will say that they want a sense of humor and that's awesome. It does help to have a sense of humor, but not a lot of people are funny and it's tough to find someone like that. And if you say, well, that's a deal breaker, that could be the thing. But Mm -hmm. if, for example, you're someone who says, I have to have someone who's really funny, Mm -hmm. but someone who is incredibly responsible and on time and just takes care of business. Not every comedian is that way. I mean, (laughs) a lot of people who are comedians, they'll take more risks to, to be funny. You have to risk. And so if you think, well, I want a person who doesn't take a lot of risks and is funny that they don't go together. Oh yeah. Right. And so that's, that's one of the reasons why, most people are not funny because they don't take risks. Mm. But if they were to try to put themselves out there, risk looking silly or saying something dumb, then they have a greater chance. Mm. Now, other things that people say is, is that they want someone who will have a certain level of education. And that's great. However, it's a disadvantage for a lot of women because women who have a doctorate, they have a harder time finding someone to marry. Mm. And the reason why is because a lot of women will want to marry someone who is got also a doctorate or has done something post-doctorate and that they're like top of their field. And so it makes it more difficult. And so if you think in your mind that you have all these rigid 
sort of criteria for dating, you'll find yourself not ever finding anyone. So you have to understand how people operate based upon their genetics first, and then there'll be preferences. So uh, going back to the seasons, if in your mind you're thinking, well, I want someone who is top of their field scientist. Chances are they're going to fit in a specific season, but if they fit in another season and somehow they kind of fought their, their genetics and were someone who is an outlier, sure. But if you're looking for that, if, for example, you say, I want a summer type who is going to be a philosopher, not all summer types become philosophers. So if you have this idea in your head, I don't know why you would want necessarily a philosopher, but it's yeah. just you thought, <laughs> I want a philosopher that just is very knowledgeable and I, I want that that sort of trait and yet you want them to be really optimistic and bubbly and fun and always want to go to Disneyland with you <laughs> chances are that it's not their thing it's not their their bag so when you're able to combine what people actually are with their genetics what kind of actual personalities that you could get and then I show people what they look like it opens up a whole new world so uh people when they enter my world they they're like what this exists it's yeah. almost like i give you like a microscope and you're looking at all these things at a very uh you know intricate level or i giving you a telescope and you're like whoa there's all these things so yeah. when i uh discovered all these things i i became very excited to share it and uh, i've loved sharing it ever since well I am so fascinated. This is the most intriguing conversation I have had. I'm like absorbing all of this. I'm learning so much. Well, I'm so glad that you love it. And, and uh, I hope yeah. that the listeners um, would love to actually enjoy learning more. Yeah. Um, and if you're like excited by hearing some of this and you're like, oh, even if you're not even looking for someone, if you have a mate that is a partner or you're married or that you're together and you kind of want to know more about what makes you tick, what makes them tick. Yeah. And in my approach, I talk about personality languages. And this is one of the most helpful things in a relationship because based upon your genetics, um, you will have a certain way that you will speak, a certain parlance. So people, they're either more impersonal or personal. Mm. They're either more direct or indirect. Now, everybody can do both, but there's a relative predominance, which means mm one is more powerful in your genetics than the other. So as an example, if you are a naturally direct person based upon your genetics, like your brain tells you to just beeline it, say it as it is, just be very forthright. And yet you're married to someone or you're dating someone who is more roundabout and indirect, there's going to be some conflict. And you may like things about your partner, but unless you learn how to speak their language, it's disastrous. It's one of the reasons why a lot of relationships don't work because a lot of uh, people who are direct will marry an indirect type and they're forever trying to change them to be more direct. Totally. And vice versa. The other side of the coin is, is that the indirect type is like, why do you have to say it that way? That sounds so mean. Why can't you try a new way of saying that? Because people who are more roundabout, they're going to say things like, um, well, they're going to say things in a more passive way, like want to grab that for me rather than grab that for me. Mm -hmm. 
So people who are more indirect, when they hear direct language, it sounds mean. sounds like yeah. they're coming down on them or that they're demanding things. Mm -hmm. So like if you figure out which one you naturally are with your genetics, it will open up doors. The thing is, is I can tell what people are based upon the way that they look, mm -hmm. their facial structure, their eyes, their body type, the way that they even speak uh, in regards to nonverbal. And so people who are naturally impersonal versus personal is another one that is important to understand mm -hmm. because a lot of women, for example, will marry a guy that is impersonal mm -hmm. and they'll be personal by their genetics and they'll forever be trying to get that person to open up, talk about their feelings. Oh yeah. Okay. And they're like, why? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so if you can know what that looks like, you can know whether or not you're going to get more of your emotional needs met. So if you choose someone, a guy who is impersonal, know that you're going to have to work a number of years to help them to feel comfortable being personal. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you chose a personal type as a mate, they would naturally often do that, but they might not be competent mm -hmm. at it. So that's the other thing that's important that comes with the development. If someone is more personal, but yet they always take things um, personally, <laughs> right? Yeah. Then you have someone who... Um, has what is called negative emotionality. Mm -hmm. That is, they're quick to say, you hurt me, or I feel bad, or I'm not feeling good because of what you said. Mm -hmm. So people who have negative emotionality, they have a harder time being happy in relationships. Mm, interesting. So there are qualities that if you were to look up um, on a search engine that people look for in a mate, a lot of them say they want a person who does not have negative emotionality. Mm -hmm. um, however, a lot of people on the planet have that because it causes them anxiety there's a lot of people on the planet that have anxiety oh yeah and so it has to do with the part of their brain that's known as the fear center or the amygdala but you want to discover these traits and these people before you choose them so that you don't get surprised by it or you don't marry them and go well i didn't know that you were a person who had high negative emotionality or i didn't know that you weren't highly conscientious i thought you were conscientious or i didn't know you were impersonal I was hoping we could just share our life together and you'd open up and you know your emotions would flow freely right <laughs> so one of the things that causes bad relationships is unmet expectations mm -hmm. and so you won't have as many unmet expectations if you go through the process of having your eyes wide open before you choose them and that's what i help people to do I help them to have their eyes wide open about a number of traits that they've never even thought about before about, I mean, thought about in regards to a mate. The fact that you can do this, I am blown away. It's, it's incredible. So glad that you like it. And uh, yes. I'm excited that you want to share it with your listeners. Yes. And uh, yeah. So if you do decide to like book a session with me, yes. um, I'm on innershift.com. And uh, you can schedule a time through Schedulicity. I do one-on-ones, but I also have like typing sessions. And if you want to go dive, if you want to dive in deep with like relationships or like the major that you want or the career that you want, if you want to shift careers and figure out if your personality is matching, I do all those things. And my main focus is personal and professional relationships. Mm -hmm. So also if you have like a business or you want to understand your team members or people in your company, uh, that's my forte is that I can quickly assess people's personalities. So I have the fastest and most accurate way of assessing people that I know of. 
Now, maybe mm-hmm. someone else has a faster one, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, and so it's instantaneous unless there's like ambiguity. But most of the time, because mm-hmm. of my over 10 years of experience, I'm able to assess the personality really quickly and also have um, people who are co-founders with me at Intershift who have also taught how to do what I do. And uh, it's awesome because we'll have like Zoom sessions where we have three people and we're going into breakout rooms and everybody gets typed and they understand themselves and then they're just so elated because they're like, how do you know that about me? And then mm-hmm. how, how do you... Um, how do I live my life based upon my personality now? Or who should I choose? Or what's the best major for me? Yeah. Or what's the best career? It just makes your mind real mm-hmm. because you'll you'll get into the state where you're thinking, wow, look at all the implications. Look at all the applications. Look at everything that could go with this. Yeah. Oh my heck. This is incredible. And you are like booked to the max, like you were saying. So they need to get you booked soon so they can get in your schedule, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been very busy. It's been Holy very crap. busy, um, especially during this this time because I've been on a number of podcasts. And and uh, I was on a podca- podcast called uh, Mind Your Business Podcast. It's uh, number 387. And that kind of started the ball rolling with James Wedmore. If you want to listen to that, you can get more information about what I do. And then I'm hoping to be on more people's podcasts, but, uh, yeah. I'm so glad that, uh, I'm on the podcast with you yes. and we're, sh- we're sharing this material that most people have never heard of. They're like, I've never heard of this. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is incredible content. Like really people are going to get amazing things out of this. It's going to, I think it's really going to alter their minds and their thinking. Right. And in a new way. So awesome. I think it's incredible. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. I uh, loved being on and uh, I would love to have people learn more about themselves and learn new ways to improve their relationships. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else that you want to share before we... Yeah. Um, for anyone who uh, is a student, I'll have a student discount for you. Oh, cool. And then um, if you don't want to just do what is um, available, uh, I'll work with you. Meaning like if you want to do something with your team or you have a company that you want me to work with, know that all the information is not necessarily on the site because uh, we just put up a new website just a couple months ago mm-hmm. and uh, we're working out the kinks, but uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's just innershift.com. But know that uh, I'll work with what you're kind of looking for. I've even actually helped families during the holidays get along. So like, there's like, really? yeah, so to be able to help them to communicate properly because mm-hmm. Just knowing your personalities and why there's personality clashes, mm-hmm. like you have more compassion. You're like, oh, that's why you're the, yeah. that way. And so mm-hmm. um, I've done all sorts of interesting gigs. Um, I've even done some mentalist shows where uh, I help kind of people understand themselves in a way that was magical, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of a Vegas style mentalist. I don't know if the listeners have watched the TV show. It was uh, called The Mentalist. Okay. It's like one of my I've favorite of TV it. shows. So he does all these things that he can read people. So it's really about reading patterns. Mm. And I've gotten so good at reading people patterns mm. that I can um, put on a fun show for people. And so. Oh, that's cool. How fun is that? Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. Seriously, Alex, thank you so much. My pleasure. Love being on. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So innershift.com. Yep. That's it. 
Perfect. Okay. And first of all, Troy is the one who like introduced us and I want to thank him because I wouldn't have met you if it weren't for Troy. Yeah. Troy's awesome. I know. He's amazing. So awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much.